Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. La toile sur écoute. This episode is sponsored by the French word relou. Relou is the word lourd with inverted syllables. I use this word maybe 10 times a day, but it has really no translation in English. When I try to explain the meaning to some non-French friends, I compare relou to psychologically heavy. Because we say relou when we are talking about that guy who makes jokes that are really not funny, and he keeps making them because he doesn't realize that nobody's laughing. Or like, oh, it's raining, I don't have my umbrella. Oh, it's relou. It's like, it's pain in the ass. Yeah, actually, relou is like pain in the ass. Nalpi, what's the point? Well, it's just French vocabulary. Okay, but is it interesting? Yeah, I think so. Bonjour, bonjour. It's Penelope or Penelope or Penny. I like the way it sounds better in English because in French, I'm French, it rhymes with a very bad word. In this fifth episode of Penny from Paris, I'm going to tell you all about the first time I made a fool of myself in front of an audience. Without spoiling too much, I can tell you that by the end of the episode, you're going to be thinking twice putting bilingual on your CV. Honestly, I'm really just your simple everyday girl next door. Parisian, 36, born in London. Yeah, it's true actually. <laughs> you're not allowed to laugh, but I was really born in London. I can't understand you don't trust me because of my accent, but I promise I was born in London. Yep, I guess I could say to all my fellow Frenchies out there that I'm kind of an immigrant of sorts. So when I tell people that I was born there, I always get the same kinds of responses. Born in London? You lived there until you were eight? So your parents are British? No, no, they're French. Oh, you must be fluent then? Uh, no, not at all. Do you go back to England often? No, 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 no. But I take advantage of the city of my birth must be a help, so I put English bilingual on my CV. The first job I found after I finished business school was for the position of communication manager at Publicis Drugster, which is a restaurant and event center located in the headquarters of Publicis Group on the Champs-Élysées. One of the responsibilities of this job was taking care of book signing sessions in the bookstore. So one time, the woman who managed the signatures of this job, who I got along with pretty well, sends me a message the day before a signing saying, Penelope, my English is non-existent. There is no way I'm going to be able to introduce and translate tomorrow for our author, John Irving. You are bilingual, so can you do it, please? Thank you. At this point, you're probably asking yourself why I needed to lie in the first place about being bilingual in English when I applied in France to a French company that only hires French people and that doesn't require you to know a word of English. Well, I can say that it was a terrible, terrible, terrible idea that didn't make any sense at all for me to do. So, to escape the inevitable humiliation that I was going to suffer, in other words, to translate French into American English in front of an audience of 50 esteemed intellectuals on a book that I never read, for an author that I had never heard of before, the only solution I could think of, obviously, was to call in sick. I had 12 hours to get sick. 
So I spend the night at home, naked, apartment windows open, and every 15 seconds, I dunked my head into a big bowl of ice cubes, like in the mafia movies, I chain-smoked cigarettes between shorts of red martini, I screamed into a pillow to damage my voice. I tried my very best to ruin my health overnight, but of course, by the time I woke up the next morning, apart from a splitting hangover, a patched mouth and a frigid apartment, I was as healthy as an ox and I had no excuse to not go. So I went. And John arrives. Hello, Mr. Irving. Very nice to meet you. I will be your translator today. Meanwhile, the venue was already packed with people who came to hear him speak. I get down to introduce him in English and very painfully when I finished, a lady in the audience raised her hand. Mr. Irving, what significance would you attribute to propriety and temporality? Propriety and temporality. I don't even understand the question in the first place in French. So how the hell am I supposed to translate? That's when the floodgates open with impossible questions. The novel is to fiction as prose is to... Mr. Irving is the narrator an anti-hero... Mr. Irving, disguise or travesty, what are your thoughts? Massively, and not without a lot of difficulty, the Q&A ended. I hid in a corner while John signed his books and wrote dedications when the director of the bookstore grabbed me and said, Penelope, this is what we're going to do. You're going to take a chair and sit down next to John Irving and take this pile of books. I was in such a daze that I did what she asked without thinking about it. I walk over, sit down next to him, and put my pile of books on the table. It was only then that I realized the pile of books she gave me was English for Dummies. Just as I realized what book it was, a line of people starts forming in front of me to buy the book. They ask me for my signature and dedication in English, and then exploded into laughter. So I laugh about that story when I'm on dates and call it a moment of glory or something like that, but really it haunts me in the back of my mind and gives me a rush of anxiety just thinking about it today. And so they say, fake it till you make it, right? Not always good advice, especially on a CV, even if we've all done it before. In unrelated news, if you want to hear about my time-tested flirting techniques that never fail, you listen to episode 6. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 